All right. So for many of us, work and travel is a big part of uh, for for many of your lives, right? Um, you're on the go. You're busy. Uh, you're traveling. You're in a different city. You're not sleeping in your bed. And this routine is tough on the body. There's a lot of aches and pains that uh, can come about this and are associated with travel. And, and, and as a part two to that, it's, it's tough to be, it's tough to stay consistent with your routine of working out and training and diet and eating. And so what we're going to talk about today is a couple just tips to help you, um, better get through that active lifestyle of traveling a lot. Uh, everyone's life is different. I have a buddy who travels sometimes four or five days a week, uh, where others are doing longer trips, um, because they're, you know, they're doing seminars and different things like that. But what we wanted to highlight at least was the principles of helping reduce aches and pains when traveling and also how to just stay consistent in, in the consistency standpoint as, as a, has a sidebar of how to work out with, you know, maybe not the same equipment or minimal equipment. Okay. So that's kind of the avenue of where we're going. This is the Live Loud Life Podcast. My name is Antonio, your host of the Live Loud Life Podcast. Um, and our aim is to help guide you to the adventurous life you're built for. We do that through, obviously, our hands, through chiropractic care, um, but more importantly, through a framework and a foundation of coaching and understanding how the human body works and what you can do to best prepare, right? Um, and 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 so our our conversation starts with that, right? Knowing your body and knowing your body, this this is the foundation that answers both of the questions and the topics that we're concerned about. Now, when you're traveling, many times you're, you know, you're just sitting in the car to and from the airport, you're sitting on the airplane, you're sitting in meetings, and you're just stagnant. Now, a lot of us have stagnant lives here, but the element of travel adds another whole layer to this, right? You're not sleeping in your same bed. Um, you're not you're not driving your same car. You know, all these things basically affect how our body recovers and how you just operate. Now, that being said, as a sidebar to that, there's an argument to be made about how much of this preparatory foundation you have so that when life gets thrown off, does that deviate you, right? Uh, I was listening to this other podcast today where um, uh, Alex Hormisi, Hormisi um, basically was talking about crutches, right? And uh, how these crutches in our lives, we become dependent on them. And these dependencies, when when things change, all of a sudden your dependencies, and you don't have those dependencies that completely knock you off your rails, right? So for some people, they need, um, you know, uh, aids to help them go to sleep, whether that's, uh, you know, alcohol or CBDs or, or smoking or something like that, right? And that was the example he used. That's just one example, right? And so you don't have as solid of a foundation as you think because you're dependent on certain things in order to get through life. And his argument would even be coffee, right? Uh, 
um, people were able to live their lives and fully function without coffee before, but yet we we say, I need this or I am this without this type of thing. And that's a crush, a crush of dependency. So when you're traveling, for many people, it basically derails what their life was. And because they don't have this solid foundation and they have a lot of crutches that they are dependent on, it completely throws everything for a loop. And then your body responds oftentimes with pain and tightness. So from a from a physiological baseline perspective, what we have to understand is movement is going to and will always be your best friend, right? Moving your way through pain, moving your body so that you can prevent pain and maintain healthy joints, lubrication, so on and so forth. That is the key when you're traveling, right? Is setting up and knowing again, as a sidebar, knowing your body and what areas are maybe quote unquote more vulnerable due to previous injuries, um, other areas that just need a little bit more time and attention because you have traveled so much and you know the problem areas, i.e. lower back, tight knees, tight neck, cramped in tiny little um, airplane seats. Those are the things that you have to preemptively tackle and know rather than just sitting and looking at your phone while you're waiting on the computer. You might be doing some mobility exercises off in the corner in your seat, right? So the best fix for understanding a painful lower back or different things or just different areas is you have to preemptively start moving and create this buffer system that helps and then in between and break it up. Now, for many of you, you might be thinking, well, not everyone has to do that. Why do I have to do it? It's, it's just how it is, right? Not everyone uh, not not everyone has to lift as much weight in order to get a physiological response to maybe you or, or or some people just tend to put on more muscle and they don't have to lift as much. It's just it's just what it is, right? You can't make excuses of like, well, why me and not them? It's just what it is. You either can deal with it or you can just not deal with it, right? And most of us would argue that dealing with it would be better than just complaining. So you have to just know know what that is. Now, again, this is the argument of knowing your own body. Too many of us don't actually take the time to understand where our our kinks are or, or these tight spots or these quote unquote underlying problem areas because we don't want to take the time to do it. And I'm guilty as that. I know I have gaps and holes in my training. Um, and so it's not a perfect system by any means. Um, but there is an element of this exploration model of, again, understanding and knowing your body and also like what, how it responds. And Nichelle and I uh, were just talking about this the other day because through we are rewarded with this this kind of clickbait mentality for things right and i saw this um i don't even know how or when this would be important but i was on youtube looking up some exercises to prescribe to someone that i didn't have a video for and someone had a video that talked about how to stretch your sartorius muscle. Now, for most of you, you're going to be like, what the hell is that? Your sartorius muscle is this very, very thin muscle that runs from the the front of your pelvis, kind of near your hip, and it kind of wraps down and across your thigh to your inner knee. And I, 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 I can't, you can't, you can't even isolate that. But yet it's one of those things that from someone's like, oh yeah, that's a super important muscle. I, I would need to do that. It comes back down to movement exploration and understanding like, well, when I move my hip in this way, it feels tight or kinky. Okay, well, I'm going to try to see if I can help unlock it and move it. Or I'm going to do a little bit of fascial work or a little bit of soft tissue work or a little bit of something to give me a response that helps loosen it up and then I'm going to train it and move it some more. But we want this, hey, this hurts, do this one thing and it'll fix it. Now, 
we're guilty of creating those because again, we need clicks and we need likes and we need shares so that we can get more and more information out to you. But we, 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 we wrap it up in that pretty bow, but hopefully the narrative of what we're saying makes more sense than just, Hey, do this and see if it helps help you. Right. Um, top three exercises, those types of things. It's having the basic fundamental understanding of how your body feels, works, and operates. And that is the key to helping you reduce pain, eliminate pain, uh, prevent pain, and maximize uh, how your body can operate. Now, with that is, okay, well, how do you work out and train? Well, here's the thing. When you sometimes have a crutch such as my workouts revolve around X, Y, and Z. Oftentimes this could be like, well, I do CrossFit. Well, when I'm traveling, I might not have access to a CrossFit gym. So shit, what do I do? Right. Um, I need, I need equipment in order for me to have a good workout crutch, right? That's a crutch. And, and if you, if, and if you, if you don't have that ability to fulfill what you need, then it's going to, shit's going to hit the fan. But if you have a better basic understanding about, again, how your body moves and operates, you can easily find and get creative with, with ways to, to, to get a workout and, and, and train uh, with just your own body weight. It could be incline push-ups. It could be using chairs for a dip. It could be running. It could be walking. It could be walking lunges, right? There are so many things that we have the ability to do uh, that we just, again, get get pigeonholed and narrowed down into these crutches, assuming that I can only do, or I can only get something out of this if I have X, Y, and Z. So when you're, when you're traveling and you do not have equipment, you have your body weight. And for most of us, our body weight is very sufficient for getting us an appropriate workout. I would argue that no one would say my body weight is too light and I can't get a sufficient workout. Um, uh, even, even bodybuilders who might be extremely lean, they're familiar with calisthenics and know how to obviously then work their muscles and body in a certain way. Uh, now what are some of the ways you can do it? Well, you'll probably, you might need more repetitions because your body weight might be relatively lighter than what you're doing in the gym. Now, as a, as an opposite side of that, your body weight might be too heavy for some of these things. For instance, if someone is not strong enough to do a push-up. Well, push-ups aren't really the best option. So bench press would be better for them because the their strength related to how much they weigh is a little bit too heavy and the and dumbbells or something like that would help load them appropriately. But we can reduce our relative body weight in order to achieve push-ups by doing incline push-ups. You could do this on the wall. You could do this, um, one of my favorite heights would be like a kitchen sink or, or a bathroom uh, countertop, right? It puts you at such an angle that it significantly reduces your overall relative body weight to what you're pressing and it allows you to, again, effectively get a very good upper body workout, okay? So um, what do we say? Oh, maybe higher, maybe more repetitions, right? Um, but one of the keys that many of us forget is the power of isometric movements and exercises, right? Now, iso, the same, metric meaning distance, basically you're doing a movement in which you are not moving. You're doing a movement, but you're not moving. Does that make sense? So what would this look like? Well, this would be like a chair squat. So 
you go up against a wall, you slide down and you pretend like you're sitting on a chair even though you don't have a chair. And so you're basically forming this chair position in which you're having to have your muscles hold and sustain you and you basically hold that movement as an isometric movement and your muscles are going to get a very, very good workout. You can change levels and depth back and forth, mix that in. That is one of the things that oftentimes gets so overlooked in exercise prescription. And this is especially true just as a kind of a sidebar. When you're talking about injury recovery, and we want to we want to load tissue during injury recovery, but oftentimes it's the movement and the stretching of the tissue that might be damaged that can be problematic. But yet when you do isometrics and the load and the distance, or sorry, the distance doesn't change, this can be an a very effective strategy for helping you recover through tissue damage and injuries. Okay. So to wrap up the moral of the story and the theme here is you have to know your body. How do you figure that out? Well, exploration. <clears throat> this is something that we strive for and, and try to, um, encourage and teach as much as we can. And this was, these are principles that, uh, and there's many that that talk about this. So when I name these two names, it's it's not like they're the only ones. But um, Katie Bowman, and she has a wonderful. She has a few books, but one of them is called Move Your DNA. And then another one, or sorry, another author is Todd Hargrove. Um, both are fantastic authors, are great uh, educators in in the the health and wellness and kind of movement world, but. A lot of their principles is just an exploration-based model, right? You will understand so much more about your bodies and your joints when you just explore and move. And this, as as everything else that I say, provides more context. If you if you take, we'll just use an easy example. Like if you take your shoulder, and your shoulder only does like three movements, and we'll just say a pull, a push, um, and maybe some sort of like rotational type of movement, right? And we'll say like a throwing. So let's just say some sort of a pull, like a TRX row, push-ups and a throwing movement. If that's all you did, that's fairly dynamic, especially when you have throwing, you know, you're going through external rotation and you're being functional and um, from a throw, obviously like a throwing and maybe beneficial area. And then you can definitely develop some strength through the point and the pushing motion. But what but what about if you fell on the ground? Well, yeah, you did a push up, but that's a pretty straightforward movement. What if you had to roll to your side and like prop yourself up? Um, now you could probably accomplish it because most of us are able-bodied humans, but the point we're trying to get across is when you do different things, all of a sudden you provide more context of the shoulder's capabilities to your brain and that brain can map out and utilize that. It's like, oh, look at this, look at this. When I when I did this, I felt like I could really leverage and push off and I felt strong and I felt stable and I was able to transfer force, right? <clears throat> That's kind of how your body thinks and operates from a movement perspective and all of a sudden it starts coding this these these different abilities so that if you ever to come across one of those things again it puts the pieces together and it's like oh i know that framework you could you could be dumb doing something not not even remotely similar but it has or sorry the same but it has like minor similarities and again with more of those pieces of the context put together you have this greater movement map and that map allows you to do so much more because again the end game here is function Right. Yes, we want to be able to reduce back pain and stiffness when we're traveling. But when you have better function, that will be an awesome byproduct, right? 
you want to be able to have an effective workout without equipment. Well, when you have a better awareness about how your body moves, you just start moving and you can, again, create an effective workout or training session without any equipment. So coming back down is know thyself and how to leverage and move and pull and create tension and create length and create openness. This is all part of the movement code index that you should know about your body. And there's always going to be some gaps and holes. Like, you know, it is what it is, but that's, that's the powerful thing is there's clinicians such as myself and personal trainers and other people that can help you fill in that void. But before you do that, before you do that, I want you to see me. I would love to help you out. But before you do that, you need to explore yourself, right? This is the, no one, we always say this too in the office, like I can't fix your body. I will help guide you, i.e., right? I will help guide you to 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 the place that you want to be but the changes happen with you and yourself you know what i mean like i can't i can't do it for you i'll expose certain things or you know i'll make a suggestion about a shape or a position that could be more advantageous for you but you ultimately make the changes through your own self exploration so that is how wrapping it up that is how you reduce lower back pain and neck pain and stiffness when you're traveling or sitting on an airplane. And that is how you get effective workouts without having the crutches of a, uh, what, sorry, what could sometimes be the crutches of needing equipment. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is the Live Without Life podcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to leave us a five-star review. Uh, well, if you have concerns, you can still leave a five-star review, but we want to know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any topics of consideration uh, that you want to discuss uh, coming up, we'd love to hear them. Uh, again, we make this very <clears throat> a little biased towards uh, movement modifications and getting out of pain. Uh, but that's that's what we enjoy talking about. And that's what we love helping each other out, whether you are prenatal, pregnant, uh, whether this is, uh, you know, your kids going through developmental milestones and, and you're trying to encourage them to help get through some of those road bumps, whether you're dealing with injuries, um, um, there's always a way to rebound and get through this stuff through movement. I promise you that it, it will always help you. So until next time, live loud.